For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Raspberry! <laughs> We have a whole new year ahead of us. And wouldn't it be wonderful if, if we could all be a little more gentle with each other and a little more loving, have a little more empathy, and maybe next year at this time, we'd like each other a little bit more. Happy New Year, everyone. That gets me every time. Sherry, Alan, thank you all, all of you who are here. 
Uh, I just wanted to pop in today and say Happy New Year. Start the year on a positive note. Uh, today is National Apple Giving Day. And I give all of you a virtual apple today. When I think, I did not know that this was National Apple Giving Day until it popped up in my feed today. And it reminds me of a story. Uh, when I did my first big role in a show, uh, it was as Roberts, the butler, and the unsinkable Molly Brown with the Theater of the Republic in Conway, South Carolina. We had an incredible uh, woman in Conway. I've talked about her on the show before. Her name was Florence Theodora Epps. She was the founder of the theater, and I've done whole shows built around her. But Miss Epps founded the theater. She is to this day considered the fairy godmother of that theater. Uh, and uh, here's my little uh, wand, my fairy godmother wand for Miss Epps. Uh, but Miss Epps founded that theater. And uh, after my first performance as Roberts the Butler, uh, she came backstage. I was 17 years old. And it was the first time I was given the chance to be given a bigger role in a show. Uh, I had had essentially a walk-on and allowed to warble my way through the chorus uh, in Mame. Uh, but she came backstage and she presented me with an apple. And she asked me if I knew the significance of giving an apple on opening night. And of course I did not. So she asked me to go to the library and read about the royal family, the Barrymores. So I go to the library and I got the royal family and I could not wait to get home and find out why I was being given an apple. So when I found out that on Ethel Barrymore's opening night on Broadway, that her brothers gave her a basket of apples so that if the show was not a hit, uh, she would at least have something to eat. Uh, and that thus began a tradition with the Barrymore's. Those of you who were lucky enough to go to Barrymore's restaurant in New York, unfortunately, it's no longer there. It was one of my favorite restaurants to go to New York, uh, go to in New York. Uh, there was an apple on the door, uh, thus also recognizing the significance of the apple. Uh, and the Barrymore Award is also uh, an apple. That award is given out to this day, year after year, the Barrymore Award is the apple. And it is given to offer good luck in the theater. And now I find out that on the first day of the year, uh, you give the apple uh, as a gesture of goodwill, good luck, as you go into the new year. Uh, I offer each and every one of you an apple. So today I thought I would just pop in, uh, see if what's on your mind, talk about anything that it is that you would like to talk about. Uh, if anything pops into your mind, uh, just pop it into the comment section. If any of you would like to come on camera, let me know and I will send you the link and you can come on camera and talk to me as well. Uh, normally on Sundays, this is uh, my time with Kasira McKee. And unfortunately, because of Kasira's schedule and, you know, in the holidays and everything, we unfortunately were not able to reach uh, each other today. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. 
it's been a, a crazy uh, day for me. Um, I had 12 friends over for uh, uh, to toast in the new year last night. Uh, and uh, Danny and I both overslept this morning. Uh, I was going to take uh, food over to the church uh, for a little gathering this morning. I overslept. Uh, but every year on New Year's Day, we always go to Sylvia's in Harlem, uh, known for their soul food. And unfortunately, because of COVID, the last few years, we were not able to get there. So one of our dearest friends, Pat Sopiak, uh, joined us today at Sylvia's. She got there before we did, thank God, uh, because we waited two and a half hours to get in. It was well worth the wait. And of course, once we got to our table, we waited another half hour before we ate. So it took us a while to get there. Uh, uh, I mean, it took no time to get there. It took us a while to get to our table and then to get fed. Uh, and then we're going tonight uh, to uh, Danny's cousin and his husband to watch a live stream of Patty Lapone uh, from 54 Below. We wanted to go to see the show live. We could not get tickets to it. So we're going to see the live stream tonight. We're getting together. We had so much food left over from our party last night that we're taking food over there tonight. Uh, so the four of us will get together, enjoy Patty Lapone, and start the year with music. It was fun being at Sylvia's today. Uh, as we sat down at our table, uh, there was a singer there. Uh, they do a gospel uh, sing-along on Sundays. And I even got up and sang today, so that was fun. Uh, starting the year off with song. Uh, and I've always said, if we began each year uh, with singing, uh, if we begin each day with singing, uh, I believe there would be no strife in the world. I believe that if you began every day with a show tune, there would be no anger in the world. There'd be no dissension in the world that we could all get along a little bit better. Just as Judy said in that clip that I started at the beginning of the show. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, at this time of year, there's much talk about resolutions. I call them intentions. And I know I'm mindful of the alternative semantics as discussed by Casera and Richard. Thank you uh, so much for that. So um, I got a phone call this morning from Rosa Puzo, dear, Darling Rose Apuso, who was here last night. And uh, she called me first thing this morning to tell me that Anita Pointer has passed away. And uh, it really was jarring to get uh, that announcement. Uh, I want to bring this up on camera for a moment because uh, I got the opportunity uh, to interview Anita Pointer. Uh, not this past year, but the preceding year. And to sit down with Anita Pointer and to celebrate her and her legacy. And I was able to share with her how she fits into my story. When I was in high school, uh, in Conway High School, uh, where uh, in South Carolina, where I went to high school, we had these giant, uh, what seemed at the time steps for me, uh, this giant steps leading up into the school. And one day 
I was dared to go on the front steps and perform. And uh, being the kid that I was, I took up the dare and I went on the front steps and started to perform. And I started to perform what I had seen on television the night before. I would perform the genesis of my uh, beginnings of Carol Channing. Um, I would do what I saw on Saturday Night Live, the Cal Burnett show, any of the variety shows that I grew up on. And this became legendary, believe it or not, in my high school. I used to go out and do these performances uh, every day during the lunch break. There were two kids in school, Hunter Jenkins being one of them. I remember his name because they thought they were going to get me up on my game. And so they started performing on the front steps of the high school. But they wanted to get there a little earlier than I did. So they started performing before the class let out. And they got suspended from school. So you can't beat me at my game. But I mentioned this because one of the songs that I became known for, hello, John, welcome to the party. Happy New Year. One of the songs that I was known for uh, doing on the front steps of Conway High School, I went back to my class reunion uh, my 40th class reunion, which was now going on four years ago as we go into the new year, four years ago. And everybody wanted me to get up and perform the song that I used to perform on the front steps of our high school. So I went to the DJ and I asked him if he would play this particular song, which he did. And I got everybody in our school up on the dance floor, and it took us back, I'm going to get teary-eyed, to 1979. And it was the Pointer Sisters version of Steam Heat. Long before I even knew of the pajama game and Steam Heat, Bob Fosse's version, it was the Pointer Sisters as I saw them perform it on the Cow Burnett show. And that's when I first became familiar with the Pointer Sisters uh, that's when I became familiar with that song. And I used to do that song. Uh, hello, Don Berger. Don Berger, if you want to come on camera, uh, just say yes and I'll send you the link. Everybody, Don Berger, San Francisco, best limo driver there is. And if you are in San Francisco and you need to get anywhere, this is the man to get you there. Uh, John, it's good to see you here. It's been a while. Uh, but Anita Pointer, when I got the opportunity to interview her a couple of years ago, what was wonderful about this interview and what has been wonderful about a lot of the interviews that I've done on this platform is not just sitting down for an hour and having the opportunity virtually to talk with these great artists. It's what's happened after the fact, staying in touch with them and hearing from them from time to time. I unfortunately did not know that Anita Pointer was battling cancer. I only found that out today when I heard that she had passed away. So I raise a glass to Anita Pointer. 
I thank you for the opportunity to sit down and to share with her what she meant to me. And it's there, it's preserved. Um, his catalog gets two jokes per mile, right, Don? Yes, um, at least. Um, so if you all get a chance, uh, go and look at the uh, interview that I did with Anita. Leave a comment uh, on YouTube and share it. Move it forward so that her voice, her memory, everything about her gets known and seen by people who may not know who Anita Pointer is. Uh, if they don't know who she is, they should know who she is. Because Anita and Bonnie and Ruth, God bless the legacy that they left. And when I think about the work that I do, the interviews that I do, it's not about me. It's about these artists. It's about them being able to have their voices heard and being able to share their stories. So I really thank you, John. Um, I really thank uh, God that I have been given this platform uh, and I have been given the opportunity uh, to sit down and share their stories uh, with as many people as I possibly can. Um, which brings me to another issue uh, uh, going through... Um, Thank you, uh, Alan. I went, you know, going through this past year and looking at the year ahead. Um, I'm very excited about the year ahead. Uh, Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Danielle, Danielle came into my life this year as a result of Lorna Luft, who I, Erin uh, uh, Caleb, was here last night as well. Uh, so Aaron, thank you for being here. And I wanna thank uh, both Danielle and Aaron uh, for the sponsorship that they've given this platform. Uh, because by the work that both Aaron and Danielle are doing, it allows me to do what I do for all of you free so that it doesn't cost any of you uh, to have to watch it, uh, to pay for any of this. Uh, but we do have a Patreon channel. Thanks to Arian, uh, Aaron. Uh, Arian, that's a nice name. Uh, Aaron, uh, we have a, a Patreon uh, channel. Uh, uh, we have a new uh, mug uh, for 2023. Uh, we've given it, uh, look at our new curtains. Notice it's no longer the blue. This is the magenta, which is the official color for 2023. Uh, so uh, that's uh, what uh, this new year is about, uh, little magenta and what I'm wearing uh, today. Um, so thank you both for the work that you have done. Um, Cherry and Alan, all of you that show up show after show after show, who uplift me and you were there with your comments and your thoughts and uh, just being there, it means the world to me. Um, as I go into this next year, it's not just about the virtual work that I'm doing. It's about getting out there and as Aaron, our mutual friend, Alan, uh, our, Alan and I have a Carol uh, Channing connection 
Aaron and I definitely have a Carol Channing connection. Um, rejoining the human race. I was at a party two nights ago and I was asked to get up and sing. And the wonderful Steve Ross was at the piano and I got up and I, I sang before the parade passes by. And especially after three years of not being able to perform live at a party, uh, being able to be, uh, you know, although I did a concert uh, at the beginning of December, uh, getting up today at Sylvia's and singing, I realized that it is, as Carol used to say, the very bottom of my solar plexus. It is truly what I'm all about, to get up and to be able to sing uh, with an audience and to be able to sing with other people and to share that with other people. Um, it is so, uh, Steve Ross, I just absolutely uh, love that man. Uh, and I hope to have him on uh, this platform this year. We've had several attempts to make it happen. And one thing or another comes up and it hasn't happened, but hopefully this year. Um, one of the things that is going to be happening throughout the month of December is that December is National Book Blitz Month. And throughout all of December, all of our shows are going to be devoted to books and authors. So we have some very exciting shows coming up uh, over the next four weeks. So that I hope that you will show up uh, on uh, Thursday. Uh, on Friday, we have uh, two very exciting books that we're going to be celebrating. Uh, one, celebrating a book called Glow Kids about the effects of, uh, and this is through uh, Aaron. So thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, how social media and iPhones and uh, constant exposure to Facebook and uh, Instagram and TikTok are affecting the up and coming generation. So I cannot wait. That book should be arriving any day now. I'm going to be delving into that. He's going to be one of our mystery guests on Friday. So those of you who show up will know uh, that he's going to be on the show. Uh, I also have a woman on the show. You don't know who it is. So that's the mystery. Uh, we also have a woman on the show on Friday uh, who has written a book about turning 60. Um, I will be turning 62 next month. Uh, so, but about being um, 60 and being a woman from that perspective. So both of them will be on the show on Friday and I'm excited about what they're going to be bringing uh, to the show. On Saturday, uh, Robert Schneider uh, will be on the show. He's been on the show a few times and we're going to be talking about his new book uh, about 50 key musicals in the uh, history of Broadway and these 50 key musicals and how important they are uh, in terms of the trajectory of Broadway history. So if you're available on Saturday afternoon uh, at 12 noon, he will be joining us. And uh, Wednesday is National Trivia Day, and I'm working on putting together a very interesting show built around that. Um, those of you who don't already subscribe, I think all of you uh, who are here that I can see uh, already subscribe to, Richard, uh, to The Skipper's Guide. Uh, the latest edition, God willing, uh, will come out at midnight tonight. Uh, and uh, you'll find out who's coming up this week. Uh, so I hope that you'll be tuning in. Um, I decided that as I go through this year uh, with the programming that I do, uh, that I want each month to be built around a theme. 
And the reason that I decided to do these theme months is because looking back over this year and looking at my analytics, my most successful month was June. And all of those shows were built, well, it was Judy Garland's 100th birthday. And all of my shows in June were all built around Judy Garland. And so it was easier to promote. It was easier to market. And I think that if we go that route, that is the direction to go. So all of you who are watching, if you have favorite authors, favorite books that you recommend, uh, get those titles to either uh, Aaron or myself. Uh, let us know. And we will try to celebrate those books and those authors on this show over the next four months. And, uh, you know, National uh, Day, um, which is um, this uh, company uh, that celebrates these days, like National Apple Giving Day, uh, and uh, checkaday.com. Uh, both of those companies, if anyone from out there watching this show, I've said it before, I should be your ambassador because I'm all about celebrating each and every day. Here's a Richard Skipper Celebrates mug. Uh, this mug is from when I was doing my live shows. And this year, folks, I'm going back to live performing. I am booked, as some of you already know, in Washington, D.C. on March 18th. The show is called Plate Spinners, Jugglers, and Richard Skipper, Tales of a Lifetime in Show Business. I am writing the show now. Uh, my dear friend Brian Summers will be my musical director. Uh, we are putting the show together. I am so excited to do this show. Uh, I, I, You know, the interesting thing is I've got so many stories. I don't know how to do it. I'm, I've got ideas running around in my head of doing it almost like a jukebox where people can decide the stories that they want to hear. Uh, having a menu that people can check off the stories. Um, letting, you know, giving an outline and letting people put the stories they want to hear in a bowl and then choosing those ideas from a bowl. I don't even know how to put this into an hour show because there's so much to tell uh, because I have been blessed. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, as we were prepping uh, for last night's uh, party, uh, TCM did an afternoon of uh, That's Entertainment. That's Entertainment Part 2. That's Entertainment Part 3. And That's Dancing. I came into That's Entertainment uh, right at, believe it or not, the Judy Garland point. Just as she was skipping down the yellow brick road. That's where I landed in the film. 1974, 13-year-old Ricky Skipper in Conway, South Carolina, I go to the Holiday Movie Theater to watch That's Entertainment. I am the only one in the movie theater because it just wasn't the film for my hometown. Nobody else was there. I am sitting there, this 13-year-old kid. Remember, we didn't have TCM at those days. We didn't have VCR. We didn't have uh, videotapes. We didn't have the uh, accessibility of these films. So a lot of those clips uh, I was seeing for the very 
first time on film, on a big screen. Um, and it was the beginning of a nostalgia craze that was beginning to sweep the country. And as I sat there in this movie theater, it was like this jolt of electricity was going through my body because that was everything that I wanted to be a part of. There were a couple of things that happened in that movie theater on that day. Uh, first of all, as I sat there in that movie theater, I said, someday I'm going to be up there performing. Well, that someday happened twice. That movie theater is now the home of the Theater of the Republic, which was the theater company that I was a part of when I grew up in South Carolina. So it's now live, they do live shows. I've taken two of my shows to this theater company. And so I performed right up there where I watched That's Entertainment. So as I sat there going, someday I'm gonna be up there, I actually was up there. So that's number one. The, the other thing is I was watching That's Entertainment uh, and then the subsequent films. I had to stop at the beginning of That's It Dancing to prep for the party last night. Uh, I realized how lucky I am because so many of the people that I watched in this film became associates, colleagues, and friends of mine that I've gotten to know on a very personal level in my life. It's hard to believe that as this kid growing up in South Carolina, that I would get to know so many of those people that I saw uh, up there on that screen. I, I mean, I, I could not have even envisioned the level that I would have gotten to have known so many of those people. I don't say that to have bragging rights because it's not about that. It's about manifesting. It's about manifesting those things that we desire in our life. Kasira, I love what she says. Instead of saying desire, replace it with require. Those things that we require in our life. I didn't realize that I required those friendships in my life. Maybe I didn't realize that I require all these friendships in my life. All of those of you who are watching now from your homes, wherever you are, uh, South Carolina, San Francisco, Long Island, uh, New Jersey. Uh, but we're all connected at this very moment for whatever those reasons are. And we all have the ability to manifest what we desire this year, this month, this week, uh, this hour, this minute, all, it, all of it to be. Uh, we all have to realize that as we go through our lives, that we are all interconnected and we all have the power to manifest such positivity in this world. And, uh, and that's the ride that I wanna be on this year. Uh, last night, uh, I was saying to Rose, and if she sees this uh, later, hopefully she will. Um, and uh, I said, no negativity going forward. Uh, 
these thoughts that, I mean, there are certain people that when you think about this person, you know, made promises to me in the past year, let it go. Thank you, Kasira. Let it go. Let it go. It's not a part of my process anymore. Um, if it was meant to be, uh, it was meant to be. Um, uh, Alan, you helped manifest those connections to other stories and legacies can be perpetrated, shared, celebrated, and paid forward to inspire aspirants. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was reading an article the other day, uh, and this article was on life and death. One thing is absolutely certain. From the moment that we come through the birth canal, and Danielle, she, you know, knows about this, you know, because of the work that she does um, uh, and can speak uh, probably more eloquently about this than I can. But in this article, it was talking about the, the fact that from the moment that we come through the birth canal, we are pre preparing ourselves for death. Um, some people may believe that we are preparing ourselves for the afterlife. Some people may believe that we are preparing ourselves for other incarnations, whatever it may be. The bottom line is that one thing is inevitable. All of us are going to have an exit. We don't know when, where, or how, at what age it's going to happen to all, any of us. But the bottom line is it's going to happen. And everything, even what's happening right now, these are moments and our lives are made up of moments and we get so caught up in what's going to happen tomorrow. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen next year? And so many people are so caught up in those next, 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 next. It's like climbing a ladder. Next, 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 next. That they are not experiencing now. I'm reminded of the line that's in The Music Man, where Professor Harold uh, Hill, homegoing is lifelong no matter the lifespan. Very good. Uh, in The Music Man, uh, Professor Harold Hill uh, invites Marion to meet him by the footbridge. Finally, she gives in. And when she gets there, she says to him, you know, I almost didn't come. And he says, you know, you can spend a lifetime collecting tomorrows only to find out you have no yesterdays. Think about that for a moment. We could all spend a lifetime of tomorrows, collecting tomorrows, to find out we have no yesterdays. One of my favorite books that's on my shelf is The Year of Saying Yes by Shonda Rhimes. So this is my year of saying yes. Um, I was having a conversation this morning with a friend of mine, and she's going to be doing the APAP convention. The APAP convention here in New York is for arts presenters and performers. I've done it before. And uh, it's, uh, you do this thing, it's like, uh, Presenters uh, from all over the country and the world 
uh, come to New York next weekend uh, looking for product for their season, uh, for the summer uh, and for the year. And as artists, you showcase, you set up booths, you do whatever you can in hopes that you are going to uh, hopefully get into the psyche or the minds of those who are going to be making their decisions. So this friend of mine, uh, and it's expensive. It's it's a huge gamble. It's very expensive. So she called me last week because she decided to become a member of APAP. It's $795 just to register. But by registering, you get a list of all of the other members of APAP. They all sign up. And hopefully, many of those members will be coming to New York. But you got to realize there are a couple of things going on right now that are completely out of our control. Number one is COVID. Nobody knows how that's going to affect people, whether they're going to show up or not. Number two, when you come to these things, you are so overwhelmed by so many choices. Are they going to show up at your showcase or not? Are they going to show up at your booth or not? Are they going to get your brochure or not? And even if they do get your brochure, are they even going to look at it or not? Are they going to look at your video or not? There are a lot of these variables that are involved. That's true of everything. This video, uh, this live broadcast that I'm doing right now, according to the little eye symbol that I see on my screen, eight people are watching me. That's eight people that I'm aware of. Eight. That's it. I don't know if more people are watching and their privacy settings are set up to the point where I'm not aware that they're watching or not. I don't know if eight people are watching and are absolutely tuned into every word I'm saying. I don't know if eight people just have it in the background and may pick up on a phrase or a word or not. All I know is that I'm speaking extemporaneously and hoping that something that I say is going to hit something with all of my audience members that are watching. That's my hope. So anyway, she's taking this chance. So she calls me up and she says, your opinion matters to me. Should I do this or not? Uh, because even for me uh, to... Do the uh, to do this program. Um, then she uh, started reaching out to find out about doing a showcase. It turned out that one of the people that had rented the sh showcase space had a cancellation. For her to do the showcase is another thirteen hundred dollars on top of the seven hundred ninety five dollars that she's already spent at six p.m. In the afternoon. Richard, should I do it or not? I thought for a moment and I'm thinking of the year of saying yes. And I said, if you can afford to do it, yes. If you can afford to do it, say yes. And she thought about it and she's doing it. Well, today she called the guy that has booked her to do the showcase said he made a mistake. And now she can't do uh, uh, the six o'clock. He wants her to do 
10.30 at night. Now, mind you, it's a show, uh, it's a convention. People have been uh, at the convention all day long. Many of them have been out to dinner uh, at this point. New York City is no longer the city that never drinks, uh, 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 sleeps. Uh, I've given you all the possible negatives. Uh, are people going to show up at 1030 to see her or not? So again, she's asking me, and she's already sent brochures out to many people, had brochures made saying that her showcase is going to be at 6 p.m. So again, she's on this precipice of should I do it or should I not do it? So I reached out to her once, I, I, I said once again, if you can afford it, the answer is yes. What I would do is say to this guy, um, I've already done these brochures. I've already invested this much time and energy and money to have this done. Are there any other options that you can offer me based on our previous conversation and based on what I thought I was getting? If you're not able to do anything based on that, then I will go with what you're offering me and take your chances. Because everything that we deal with as we go through life is a gamble. Every time you get out of bed in the morning, it's a gamble. When you pick up the phone, every if the phone rings and you answer that phone, uh, it's going to be a gamble. Uh, you have no control over who's going to be calling you on that next phone call, who your next text message is coming from, your next email message the next podcast that you watch, any of these things. When I got up this morning, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this show. Uh, Sherry Callahan asked me, are you doing a show this afternoon? And I thought, well, if I can make it back home in time, and I'm going to dinner. Uh, uh, with, I'm going uh, to friend's house at 7 o'clock tonight. So I said, if I can squeeze it in, I'll do it. I literally came home set up the show on my YouTube channel, and now 10 people are watching. <laughs> Thank you, and Joyce and Evans. Thank you both for being here. So you, you take these chances. And maybe, you know, you never know who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. And then once this is done, this will be available tomorrow, next time. This will be a year available a year from now. And God only knows, you know, it, it's true. I may not be here next year at this time. Got to wait. You know, I hope that I am. But I look at this year, this past year, and there are people that were very much a part of my life that are no longer here. And we all hope that we're all going to be here this time next year. But, you know, again, getting back to this article that I was reading, Every single moment is a momentary lapse. You know, these moments that are happening. Everybody, take advantage of them. Don't think about 
you know, the repercussions are, you know, am I making the right decision or not? Say yes and do it. Jump into the water. Um, I went to a party the other night and I met this man and uh, he was going to be jumping. Um, Tilda, was you? I don't know what that has to do with what I'm talking about. But um, but I'm sure that we'll I'll figure it out later. Uh, but um, there must be some segue there. Um, and thank you. Uh, you're absolutely right. I interviewed Rita Gardner uh, in, uh, in time. Um, you know, Sarah Dash, there have been several times where I've had people on this show um, and they're gone, you know, months later or a year later. And again, they're hearing their own words to tell their story. Um, but these uh, momentary moments that we have, while you're thinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? Somebody is already out there um, Okay, well, okay, Sherry, I was on to something else, but thank you, thank you. Um, that it gets it gets a little distracting when we're not on uh, on topic. Um, but the these things, um, these come. Uh, my brain just went completely in a different direction, Sherry. Thank you. Um, but what ends up happening is that. Uh, I, I just completely lost my train of thought. Thank you, Sherry. Um, I was talking about these uh, while you're think while you're thinking about what you're going to do. It came back to me. Somebody else is out there doing it, and in our culture, um, we are not given the the chance to go out there and just try things out without allowing someone else to. Take the reins and run with it. Um, uh, Gloria Swanson, mere months before she passed. Audrey Hepburn, a year before her passing. Um, I had the good fortune of meeting uh, Gloria Swanson. Audrey Hepburn, never met her. But there have been um, my dear friend Peggy Eason. I spoke with her the night before she passed away. Um, uh, yes, um, Donald Berger, say yes. I'm just a girl who can't say no. Uh, and I know that about you, Donald. And that's what I love about you. Um, say yes. Everybody, make this the year of saying yes. Because none of us are promised tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. Um, take chances. I you know, Let this be the year for all of us to take chances. And let us uh, be accountable to each other. My hope with Richard Skipper Celebrates is that it's not just a title, uh, that it's a movement, that it's a collection of connective tissues, that it moves us from point A to point B to point Z and on and on and on and on and on. Uh, I sat down the other day uh, one of my favorite astrologers, 
is Yasmin Bolin from Australia. And she has a Moonology uh, uh, diary. And I sat down the other day and I mapped out my year with my intentions for the year, uh, my goals for the year, my aspirations for the year. I have a whiteboard that's directly across the wall from me. Um, uh, I am making space. I gave away two of my favorite uh, posters last night uh, to Aaron. Uh, I, uh, because I'm putting new bookshelves in, I've got more books coming in. Uh, I need more space. I am minimalizing so that I can make space for the new. Uh, I am looking forward to this year and all that it holds. So um, in our remaining moments, I always end the year uh, or in, in my shows uh, by asking uh, my guests certain questions about the year. One of the things that we did last night that was fun, um, I have these stones that someone had given me a few years ago. And each of the stones have things on it, like a favorite memory, uh, if you could tra time travel to a certain era, what would you time travel to? All kinds of different things. We passed them around and everybody read their stone and gave their answer. And then we went around and I had certain questions that I asked everybody about this year, almost uh, in relation uh, to the shows that I do. But in our remaining moments, if any of you have any questions, comments, suggestions uh, for the show uh, as we move forward in our remaining moments for the year. Please put them in the comments section. I would love to hear from you. Uh, again, I'm going to go down the line uh, as I wait for those comments to come in. Uh, Danielle, thank you uh, for all that you do. Sherry uh, as well. Uh, Evans, Joyce, uh, Alan. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Caleb said that was so much fun. You were the best party host. It was a great way for people to get to know each other. I just love that. Call me Pearl Mesta. I'm the chosen party giver. Uh, yes, Charles. Uh, yes. Uh, I, 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 well, when I'm going down the list, I'm going by because I don't know if people want to go by their real names or by the given name that's here. So Charles, yes, I know it's you. So thank you for being here, Charles. And thank you for all that you've done for me this year. You have been absolutely uh, so, so, so generous to me. So thank you. Uh, Danielle, you're welcome, Richard. Thank you. And thank you all for this community. And that's what it's all about, community. That's the word. And, uh, you know, my word that I pulled for the day as I pull it up here, is status. Status. Let's all think about our status and where we all fit in. A collective intention, goal, desire is to increase the viewership. Analytics are crucial. You know, it's very interesting. I spent a, uh, Alan, I spent a huge part of my year uh, getting caught up and the analytics. I look at my analytics. I study my analytics. I have to. Um, the unfortunate thing is that major sponsors uh, 
other networks, people who are going to make decisions on how I move forward with this platform are all looking at my analytics. And my analytics are not great in the scheme of things. I'm almost at 4,000 subscribers. And in the scheme of things, in the course of now, as we go into 2023, going into my fourth year, essentially, of doing these virtual shows, 4,000 subscribers. I'm proud of, I'm happy, but in the scheme of things, it doesn't add up to what is important in terms of getting me where I need to be uh, in terms of the bigger picture. So you are absolutely correct when you say that. So anything that any of you can do in terms of spreading the word, letting other people know about this show, I mean, every little thing that you do matters. It really helps. Uh, so when you do, uh, when you leave a comment, when you hit the share button, when you leave a comment on YouTube, it matters. It matters tremendously to me, but it matters a lot to YouTube. And it matters to those people who are watching and paying attention. So uh, thank you for that comment, uh, Alan. Um, I wish it didn't matter because I just love doing this. Uh, and uh, so uh, where that gets me uh, in the next year, uh, it, you know, it gets me. Uh, it got me down uh, looking at the numbers. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you have to. Um, uh, D Donald, I'm responding to you, Don. Um, you have to tell everyone what you do. Um, well, I tell everyone I drive. Uh, I think that you're saying that you tell everyone that you drive about the show. Um, thank you. Um, so the thing is that, uh, it was getting me down because I was comparing myself to the numbers of other shows, what other people were doing. Um, Promises were made to me in the past year that were not kept. Uh, lies were made to me uh, when they knew that they were lies. Uh, but I let it all go um, because I'm on a path. And where that path takes me, I'm open to all possibilities. And where those possibilities take me uh, is anyone's guess. And... Uh, you know, I'm on, we're all on this together. And uh, as long as you're along for the ride, uh, whether I'm in the driver's seat or whether you're in the driver's seat, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. Um, as I say, you know, just make sure you have a skipper by your side. Um, I'm going to run in a few minutes because I am going to hope to get in uh, at least half an hour of work on my skipper's guide. Uh, before I head out for the evening. Um, I do want to say if any of you are looking for uh, voice lessons, either virtually or in person, Erin uh, Caleb is phenomenal. Uh, I know because I have worked with Erin and will continue to work with Erin as we go through the new year. 
She helps to sponsor this show. So please, please, please. Danielle is also phenomenal uh, with what she does. Uh, Danielle, uh, please uh, get a new uh, ad to me if you can. And if you get it to me by midnight tonight, it'll be in uh, tonight's newsletter. Um, everybody, please, please, please uh, sign up for the Skipper's Guide if you uh, don't already subscribe. And if you do subscribe to the Skipper's Guide, tell at least a friend or two about the Skipper's Guide. Uh, and let me know what, uh, what you like best about it, what you don't like about it, if there is anything you don't like about it, and what I could add or change to make your, your experience even better. Uh, those of you who uh, get the Skipper's Guide know it's once a week. I'm not going to spam you, and you're not going to be hit over the head uh, every single uh, day. Uh, uh, with Oh, and I forgot to leave it up at this end. If there are mistakes, and trust me, there are mistakes sometimes, um, I have to own those mistakes, and uh, I'm not going to send out a follow-up uh, email apologizing to everybody. Uh, I apologize to those who say, are you aware that this mistake was made or something? I appreciate it when that happens uh, so uh, that I can let people know about that. Um, so, but I'm not going to just keep sending those emails out because I do want to keep it as simple as possible. So enjoy the programming uh, that I have coming up for the week. Uh, Friday wrap-up show with our very special authors that we have on board. The Saturday show. And of course, Kasira and I will be back together. Uh, and I think that Erin Grillore is going to be back with us because the full moon is this weekend on Friday night. Uh, it's the, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the wolf moon. Uh, Sherry will correct me or Danielle on that if I'm wrong. Um, uh, so Sherry says, life is not a numbers game. Stop thinking that way. Enjoy life as it is. Sherry, I agree with you 150,000%. Uh, as I said, the unfortunate thing in this business is it is a numbers game on the other side of the spectrum. So my moving forward is dependent on those numbers. So thank you for that, but I agree with you. And on that note, everyone, uh, till next time, I've got a skipper's guide to work on. So I'm going to say till next time, I love you all. And thank you for spending this hour with me and happy new year. Bye-bye.